Hello, my name is Wallace, and I'm a pastor. Today I want to share with you some thoughts that I most recently had in reference to passion. Passion can be a good thing, and passion can be a bad thing. Passion is something that is moving by storm in our own country and all across the world in the church. And again, it can be a good thing, but it can be a bad thing. I'm seeing passion unbridled. I'm seeing passion out of control. I'm seeing passion going before truth. I don't mind passion. I'm passionate about everything, man. Right? Passion is a part of the emotion. It's a part of our flesh. It's a part of what we are made up of. And it's a good thing, but not always necessarily good. And we see that throughout history with world leaders who passionately brought together the people of their country to do something very passionately that when looking back on it, we can see that it was the root of evil in a very deceptive, in a very crafted way, very well-crafted way. And so I want you to imagine a horse, a powerful young stallion standing before you, beautifully postured, handsome, portraying the greatest strength you've ever seen. That's passion. It can run, it snorts, it scrapes the ground with its hoofs, intimidating all who look upon him. That's passion. Passion is a powerful thing. I think that horse is beautiful and it can be used well and it, it can be put to good use. But I would say that it needs to be trained. It needs to be bridled. It needs to have a bit in its mouth. It needs to be bridled by the reins around its powerful neck. And my friends, I think that bit in this passionate illustration, I think the the harness or the reins to control that passion, I believe with all my heart, is the truth. Capital T truth. Aletheia truth. God's word. Emotion is important, but when emotion goes before the truth, then we are deceived. Then we are tricked. Then we have been duped. I don't care how passionate that horse is. That horse is dangerous when it's unbridled. I think of a character in the Bible that I personally relate to so much as the years go on in my life. I think, man, I am just like Peter. Yes, I love this guy. He's passionate, man. He's passionate about the Lord. He stands with boldness, champion for the gospel. But then he's also a coward who denies his Lord passionately. It hurts my heart. 
to think that our passion can be so destructive. My friend, I look at Peter in John chapter 18. When Jesus is supposed to be um, arrested this night and he's supposed to be, it's all part of God's plan for him to be arrested, for him to be turned over into the hands of the authorities to be crucified. It was all a part of the plan. But there's Peter with Christ in the garden of Gethsemane. And they come to arrest him. Judas comes to give him the kiss to identify Jesus, the Messiah, the King of Kings. And what does Peter do as he's waiting there with Jesus in the night? He does what every man probably would think to do naturally, right? Seemingly the right thing. This passionate Peter takes out his sword. And I think, yes, Peter, finally, you're there, you're here. Welcome to the party, man. And he strikes this guy in the head and cuts off his ear. He strikes the high priest's servant. And then Jesus says this. Jesus, the one he's protecting, the one he's fighting for, the one he's getting ready to, he's putting his life on the line for, doing seemingly the right thing that to all, if not most, would convince and say, Amen, Peter, Amen. Jesus says, put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my Father has given me? Mmm. Wow. Passion. Passion can be wrong. Passion can be stray voltage. When passion is unbridled, my friend, it is dangerous. So when you're hearing teachers or preachers, despite their passion, be very critical. Analyze what they're saying. The pastor is not your truth. I hope you know that. The Bible teacher is not your truth. He does not hear directly from God and therefore pulls the trump card to say, I have heard from God. Here it is. Be very careful. I don't care how articulate, how passionate they may be. Test them. Test them by renewing your mind. And only the Word of God can do that. So you must take the measure that which God has given you, push the passion to the side, and measure what this man or woman is saying by the Word of God. You have to get rid of some of the stuff that's out there. It's pollution. And it's very, very deceptive. Oh, the passion seems so right, Peter. It seems so right, but you're oh so wrong. I don't care how passionate you are. We must place passion in its right place. It must be protected, girded, wrapped, and tightly sealed with the truth. And if passion ever gets outside of the truth, beware. Beware, my friend. Passion has a place, but it must know its place, and it never gets before the truth. Lord bless you, Lord keep you. Be passionate. Be who God's called you to be. But let passion, let passion have its right place in your life. And don't let your heart or your feelings go beyond the truth. Stand on the truth. 
Jesus is the truth. He's the rock. He's the only thing that can keep you stable. He's the only thing that can sustain you. He's the only thing that never crumbles or shatters or shakes. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's not my passion. Look to Jesus, my friend. Follow him. Don't follow your passion. Value your passion. But we must keep our passion in the right place. Don't be passionate for the sake of passion, but be passionate about bridling your passion. Lord bless you. Lord keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you.